Welcome to the Boiler Basketball Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I am Jared Jessalatis. He is Jeff Julek. All day, you already got your Big Ten champion shirt. You betcha. How'd you do that? Well, you know, the team didn't get theirs last night. They were saving those for you Saturday. Got, you got Sunday, yours before but, uh, the team did? I had to get one. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yikes. He's already got it. He's ready to go here. Soul champions in the Big Ten last night. I love we had, it. Uh, what, four contenders to try to. Uh, they tried to split this thing with, and he said it's like Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. Here come the Oompa Loompas one by one, taking them down and, and rolling them out. Uh, and uh, they all took care of themselves, but um, you know Purdue took care of business last night. That leaves you with a much better feeling. Certainly an awkward Sunday, Jeff, uh, watching them clinch a share of the title, but coming off of the loss to Indiana it was an awkward feeling, I think, for a lot of people in the fan base. I think you're happy, but at the same time, this is not the way you envisioned it. And I don't know. It, it, it felt like a, a sweet 16 party, and I, and I had all these great dreams and stuff, and then this is how it came out, and I'm not happy. Yeah, you know, obviously tough, tough loss to, to IU on Saturday night. and But, you know, at the same time, uh, I think it's a very viable learning lesson because, you know, they had that game with momentum at halftime, and Newman's a big three gave him a four point lead at halftime and then started out well the second half. And then, then IU went on that run. And I think that may have uh, led to uh, the fact that, that uh, Newman started uh, last night for the Boilermakers because, you know, he brings a lot of athleticism to this team and, and he had a nice second half against the Hoosiers and uh, played really well last night against the Badgers had seven points, five rebounds, two steals. And of course he uh, hit those two clutch free throws, uh, when the Boilermakers are trying to salt that game away against uh, Wisconsin. So, you know, you hate to lose to your rival, but at the same time, maybe that's a valuable learning lesson that uh, may keep this team uh, playing deep in the NCAA tournament. A two-point win last night in Madison. You'll take it anytime you can go up there to the Kohl Center and get yourself a, uh, a W. I know it's not the uh, prettiest, not the sexiest, but look, it is what it is. It's a win, and uh, we're going to look back on this in, in five years, and you are not going to remember the fact that it was not a, a pretty win. You'll just see that it was a win, and uh, you'll move on. That's that's the way that these things work. So uh, they go up there. They, uh, they, they get the W, Jeff. Uh, they uh, have locked in the number one seed heading into the Big Ten tournament. You just got Illinois on Sunday, and you like to look good against them. Uh, those guys are coming off a, a double OT win. Mayor's probably drinking at least three monsters as we speak right now, which was just a bizarre story this week. But you're looking to, uh, I think there's there's a part of the, there's a section of the fan base that was looking for a convincing win last night to feel good heading into the Big Ten tournament. They did not get it. And I'm afraid that if Illinois comes to play on Sunday, which they will do about one every three times, um, and it's shaky. There's going to be some real lack of faith as we head into the tournament. And um, I just I, look. It's the Purdue fan base. We're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. I I I get it. There's always people waiting to their fans, but then they're waiting to say, "I told you so. I knew it." Uh, Fra, you know, they're always just waiting to do that. And and what's been a bizarre year in the Big Ten? I, I got to ask you. I, Look, look at everybody else. Look at where exactly. you're at. You know, look at what you lost, and now look at what you have done. And I feel like you're not appreciating it. Um, and maybe, you know, you're, I'm sorry, your expectations aren't being met, but uh, another Big Ten title. What's the problem? 
you know, and they were picked as low as eighth by some uh, experts of the Big Ten preseason. And for them to have the season they've had has been absolutely incredible. And you're going to run through bumps in the in the road, and the Boilermakers have had those. But at the same time, you know, they're setting at 25-5, and five and, you know, and they could win this Big Ten championship by three games, which is, is very rare. I mean, this just doesn't happen. So, yeah, we would all like for them to, to blow out IU and to – not to lose a game, but but you're going to lose some games. And the, the key is that this team was able to go 7-3 and three on the road, which is so impressive. And, and, you know, I mean, they've got seven. Think about this, Jerry. They've got seven road wins, and everybody else in second place down has most 11 wins total, and the Boilermakers got seven on the road. That's Ain't just, easy to win in this conference. Absolutely, and it's just so impressive. And so Sunday will be a great day because they'll get a chance to celebrate the Big Ten Championship. This team should play loose. I mean, the only thing they're really playing for now is to hang on to that number one overall seed, which is a big, big thing. They're going to face a very motivated Illinois team because with this wacky Big Ten tournament, they uh, Illinois could actually get a two seed if everything broke right, right on Saturday and Sunday. So they'll come here and play, and it's a good test because they'll run into these type of teams um, in the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. So you know, let's go out, let's have fun, let's celebrate this championship, and. Uh, you know, this has, has been a special season so far, and we want to uh, hopefully that continues into the uh, postseason play. Hot take. I don't need the number one seed. I don't need the number one seed. That's fine. I'm okay Match-ups. with the two seed. Yeah, I, look, the only thing I hate about the one seed is you get that second round between like an eight, nine. And yeah. a lot of times there's stuff with teams that have made a run towards the end yeah. of their season. Uh, like Kentucky. And they've gotten like hot. Yep. That's what I don't like about the, 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 the one seed there. So if I don't get it, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all moot point until you get your matchups until you get the actual bracket laid out. Um, it's, it's ridiculous to even start talking about that. That's a good point, Jared. Well, you brought up something else too here. Uh, you, you brought up Brandon Newman, you know, he gets to start over Ethan Morton. Um, both had seven points last night. Uh, both played, uh, let's see, uh, Ethan had 20 minutes. Brandon Newman at the start had 23, uh, Newman two of seven, uh, with the uh, seven points, three out of four from the free throw line, had a, a couple of steals and uh, two turnovers where Ethan Morton had seven points on two of four shooting just from three. That's all he did. And uh, had himself a couple of rebounds and a, a couple of assists. So, I don't know. Let's let's evaluate here. What, what well, do you what do you think? I think, you know, Matt brought this up earlier in the year when he uh, brought in Jenkins at halftime for a lawyer and he got the double positive. That was at a high state. And I think you got the double positive last night. Uh, Newman played really well in the starting position. I think it lit a fire under, under uh, Morton. He came out and hit the two big threes in that last three that he put up inside two minutes. It was in and out. I mean, he easily could have had three no Messed threes. up rims at Wisconsin. What the heck is wrong with oh, those I'll things? Tell you what, it's crazy. Oh, guy cringed when you, that thing would hit the rim. It was but, the most sounds disgusting like it's sound. Off. Yeah. Uh-huh. God, yeah. Ugh. For sure. So I think that was very positive for both players really responded. And that's the team atmosphere that, that Matt has. And I'll tell you who else I was really impressed with last who night. Who else was were you really impressed with last Fletcher night? Fletcher Lawyer. Fletcher. I mean, I mean, I know, uh, you know, he made, you know, what, he had 13 points or so, and he made uh, uh, some incredible shots in the paint and, and also hit uh, another three, you know. Taking the ball to the rim. Yeah. I've been talking about this the last exactly. couple of weeks. Don't settle for that. They expect you to do that. You can get to the rim. Yeah, Purdue needs a Robin. They got Batman. They got to get a Robin. And, and you know, and, and I think he's the, the logical candidate for that. And they, they really just need to get him going because, and I, I think he will once you get him into the NCAA tournament because I think the, the opponents are, They've really scouted Purdue well as the uh, Big Tens went on here. So, yeah, so it, I think he can really add an extra dimension to this Purdue basketball team. Now, Matt Painter definitely um, 
messed around. I shouldn't say messed around. It's probably not. He uh, he experimented mad, a little mad bit, scientist. right? No, yeah, no. He, I mean, look, the you got to admit the Trey Kaufman Ren and Zach Eady pairing was certainly interesting, and I I, I, I kind of dug it to be honest with you. And I love Kayla first, you know, I, I, but. That uh, that was intriguing, so I think he tried to do that. But early on, this was a team, and I don't know if it's because of some of the changes in the lineups and stuff, but they looked insanely out of sync. There were turnovers, bad passes, and then you saw going to the break, guys coming together like, what are you doing? What are you? Like It just seemed like yeah. the communication was not there. And I don't know if it's because the rotations were uh, a little bit different or what, but... Uh, yeah, early on, I was like, oh, boy, I don't know if this is such a great idea because they were just they were not clicking. They were not comfortable. But, you know, uh, you got to get them comfortable like that, because come tournament time, you may need to switch it up like Matt Painter has done here. And, you know, Kaufman Renza is a nightmare matchup. Uh, he, he's seen him score one on one numerous times. But he when he plays the post, when Zach's out, he gets the double team like they've been doing on on uh, Zach, and that makes it difficult. But boy, when you can't double team him when you've got Edie in there, and, and that gives him some opportunities. And I'm waiting for him to pop a three because you know he was a uh, very prolific three point shooter in high school, and so you know he's capable of hitting the, the outside jumper. So yeah, that's just Matt. You know, looking at the tape of that IU game and saying, you know, I got to make some changes, and uh, and he made a few and. Uh, it paid off, and that gives teams yet another thing to look forward to. And I'm just uh, excited to see this game on Sunday because, uh, you know, Illinois can be really, really good, and sometimes Illinois can be really, really bad. I um, I had to go back and look at the box score because I really thought, I'm like, God, Wisconsin's just not missing anything, all these junk rims. Like, it seemed ridiculous for a time. They only shot 39%. Well, that tailed off in the second half. At one point, uh, they had made, uh, I think it was like eight out of – I looked at it at the, one of the TV timeouts. I think they were eight out of 14 at one point from three-point range. So they were very, very hot, and then that tailed off towards the end of the game. I was surprised, too. You know, Crowell only had two points. Um, every time I give that seven-footer a little bit of credit, he stinks out loud, and then every time I dismiss him, he has a game. Uh, reverse psychology. I did it on the show yesterday. Yeah, I, I heard gave that some, on the show. I gave him some credit. And you and, pointed um, out all, all his strengths. And, yeah, and, so. uh, and I was expecting him to have some points, but, uh, you know, it's really tough playing against Zach Eady. And, he uh, laid out Ethan Morton. Poor Ethan Morton, yeah. man. Can yep. we get that guy a chiropractic uh, deal? Because I, that guy has come off so NIL. many screens this year and just been absolutely launched. Like, I don't I, I don't know how he's still functioning, to be quite honest with you. And, uh, you know, I love that guy. For Pete's sakes, take it easy on him. He, he like me, has to go through Pittsburgh Pirate season here soon. And uh, that's miserable enough. That'll, that'll, and you don't need to be doing it in traction, <laughs> for Pete's sakes. But uh, no way, uh, a good overall uh, game last night as uh, Purdue gets that W63 261. Uh, I do want to, you know, it would be remiss if we did not bring up the uh, women's team, Katie Geralds and company. Have First off, uh, destroying a water bottle on the court was fantastic. Uh-huh. Well, shout out to Ian, by the way, for uh, getting that uh, gif up there on, uh, on Twitter because that is going to be one of the most used ones in the history of Purdue sports. I love that. Uh, Jayla Smith, out of nowhere, just knocking down the three. Not, not, didn't, didn't phase her. Didn't Boom. even think about Knocks it. Knocks it right down. Abby Ellis with a couple of big shots. I got to work. Abby Ellis got this great Euro step move, and uh, she likes to do this, like, reverse 
under the rim, right? But she never like looks at it. She doesn't put her head up and look at it. Like she just looks straight, and it's like a no look shot. And, I'm and telling she you, Jared, it down. if you could master, the talented. If you could master that, you would get an NIL deal in the uh, YMCA league. I gotta so. have the accent like she does, though. You got the Aussie <laughs> accent going on there too. I had her on the show a couple, uh, like, like three, four weeks ago. Tremendous, uh, just a tremendous young lady. So, uh, shout out to them. It's a uh, tough one against uh, Iowa today, but. Uh, you know what? You got to get those wins, and hopefully that was enough to get them in the tournament because they were in the last four buys, and you know they didn't get to make up that game against Michigan State either, uh, Jeff. Unfortunately, and uh, that's a Michigan State team that's like what two games above five hundred, yep. maybe. I mean, and they that was at home yep. too. Yep. So uh, I I really hope that I'm, I'm not hollering that somebody should have done it. I understand the situation. Yep. I just don't want that to impede Purdue from getting into. The NCAA tournament. Well, my fingers crossed. Take that into account. Yeah. All right. We gotta take a little break here. Hang tight. AlanCarpetGoldenBlack.com is coming up next. This is the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer. 1017 TheHammer.com. Welcome back to the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer. 1017 TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselitis. Jeff Julik over there, all decked out in his. Big Ten Champions shirt. You betcha. You got a new hat to match that, too? I haven't got that yet. How I much money are we paying you on this show? Gee whiz, well, for all know, these I, nice things. After I got that raise, I'm good to go. Well, so. We're going to go over the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Alan Carpet, GoldenBlack.com is our guest. If you don't go to GoldenBlack.com, I don't, I don't know what you're doing as a Purdue fan. I mean, it's all the info that you need. And Tom Deanhart is all over everything that's going on with football right now. Mike Carmen doing a great job with basketball. We're still getting some new tidbits here and there, which is great. And, and, and Alan does a great job there. It's a must-read for any Purdue fan. Alan, uh, a great uh, day to be a Boilermaker as always here, but uh, it, it is official. 25 is uh, yours and yours alone. Um, it just seemed like what we had four contenders, and then it was like going to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. The Oompa Loompas <laughs> came out, and then one by one they fell. But, you know, Purdue didn't leave any doubt last night. They get the W. Uh, up there in Madison, and uh, that's never never an easy place to escape with a win. It is, and, and Purdue knows that uh, from what happened last year. At least Chucky Hepburn didn't bank one in, but uh, that was a uh, you know it was a big win. It wasn't pretty in a lot of ways, uh, but uh, Jeff Julek's doppelganger, you know, great guard. Any any win over that, <laughs> any win over those guys. Uh, in their place uh, with as much on the line that was on the line for Wisconsin uh, was big. You know, it, 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 and I thought one thing that was really important is, you know, in the Maryland, Indiana, Northwestern losses, you know, uh, teams went on runs and Purdue just didn't have a response. Well, in the middle of the second half, uh, it looked like it was going the same direction and Purdue did respond, got back in the game and, uh, uh, you know, never got out of control. I mean, there was no no large spread yesterday, but I think pretty much from a four-point lead to a four-point deficit in a, in a heartbeat. And my point is uh, you have to give Purdue credit for just responding well, and uh, that is a big, big, big and good sign for Purdue uh, moving forward. And, Alan, what do you think is the number one improve this team needs to make so they can make a nice deep run in the NCAA tournament like we're all hoping for? Well, I, I just think you had to make shots. I mean, uh, that to me is a – uh, I think Matt Painter said at the post-game press conference, yeah, basketball, he said, football is really hard to figure out. Basketball is not that hard, not that complicated. When you shoot the ball well, as Wisconsin did for a while last night from deep, uh, you look good. Purdue's still not shooting the ball well from deep. Uh, they hit uh, Ethan Morton hit a couple of huge threes last night, but for the, 
rank and file, you know, as good as Fletcher Lawyer played yesterday, uh, uh, you know, you're not, and, and others, uh, he's still not knocking down a lot of threes. I mean, Brandon Newman may be a better example. I mean, obviously played a terrific game in a lot of different ways, but uh, 0 for 5 from 3. I mean, they all look like they're going down. That's what or most of them do. That's what's frustrating is they've had a lot of shots. Even Mason Gillis, I think, on his only three attempts, the shot looked like it was going down and just didn't. And I, 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 you know, Matt Painter keeps talking about a, which I think he's doing the right thing. You want to give confidence to your guys, which he and he believes in them. He says I don't recruit guys that can't shoot, uh, and yet uh, it has been a trend. If you look at the numbers throughout the season, produce percentages aren't the world's greatest, especially for a team that's twenty-five and five. Uh, but I would say, Jeff, that, uh, yeah, you're going to have to make shots uh, at the right time uh, to beat good teams. That's stating the obvious. We are talking with uh, Alan Carpet from GoldenBlack.com here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Alan, one thing I've, I've noticed over the last couple of games here, it seems like teams have really figured out that high-low game with uh, Braden getting down into Zach and, the, and maybe even a little pick-and-roll at times. Um, and that has forced them, it seems like to me, that you know they're settling for some outside shots instead of getting to the rim. Uh, what can Purdue do differently uh, to, to try to take some, I think, some better quality shots? I mean, I thought that David Jenkins uh, had to settle for some stuff at the top of the key inside the arc uh, last night, and they just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like they're able to get to the rim, and they're not able to get that ball into Zach as comfortably as they could earlier on in the season. Well, I think that's true. Um, you know, only nine shots yesterday, seven hit seven. Um, you know, and yet you look at the start of the game, which I actually didn't see because of the uh, television last night. I was running to my app to try to watch it, but uh, I mean, you don't have FS two. Come on, it's in the well, app. I do. Get the I, do. I, couldn't, I couldn't Good find Lord. it. So maybe we can go offline. You can tell me what channel it is. Well, you is. know, like on DirecTV, it's not like the next channel. It's like in the 600. You had to, I, know, I had to Google it. I have DirecTV. I mean, it was crazy. And Listen, that's, you that's look like Greg Gard. You act like Brad Davidson. Be nice <laughs> to the guests. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It, it's a, an indictment of me. But I, my point is, I was going to make a point here. Let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, what was it, that point? No, that you, you, you look. All right. So Edie is seven for nine, but he misses. You know, he has, what, three shots at the rim early on, and, and the first two should have been in one. I'm only I'm, – I'm parroting what Matt Painter said. He goes one for six from the line, and my point is it might have looked a little different had he been nine for 11 uh, and had four or five more points. He didn't, obviously. And, and, and so my – I think it – yes, I think it's a concern. I think it's the way a little bit teams are defending Purdue – I also think uh, Zachy, one of his key figures stats last night was just two turnovers. He, you know, he maybe needs to be a little bit more selfish down there. Uh, though I didn't see a lot of those possessions last night where, where that was an issue. But uh, they do need a game, I think, from Zach Eady, uh if you're going to get to the Final Four, and I, uh, where he does a 35 and 17 game. Uh, that's what you're going to need, in my view, and. Uh, he has the ability to do something like that, uh, and yet uh, uh, he's—I—I I, I don't know that. No, I don't know that I agree that they're settling for shots. I thought they had good shots in rhythm. They just didn't make a lot of them. Uh, but yet, you know, it, it is—we are 30 games into the seasons, and, and that stat, even though—and I agree that Matt Painter has got confidence in his shooters, and Purdue's got good shooters, but those numbers don't lie, and Purdue's got to turn that around. They've got to hope 
You know, you look back to 2019, Carson Edwards shoots 28% in Big Ten play. We've talked about this many times before and goes on an absolute tear in his four-game run in the big in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he, in fact, didn't play well in the Big Ten tournament either, as I recall, in 19. Yep, he so, lost to Minnesota first game. So Yeah, so you, you've got to be in a situation where uh, they're going to have to get hot, uh, hot enough uh, to get the job done. And uh, I think that's uh, no great analysis. That's just the reality of what Purdue's facing. And, Alan, have you ever seen a crazier Big Ten than what we've got now? I mean, we have seven teams tied for second at 11-8. and eight, And, how you know, Purdue went on a nine-game winning streak in the Big Ten Conference. And, you know, those teams have 11 wins. They, Purdue almost had as many wins on their win streak as these teams have had all season. And yeah, it, it's yeah. just insane. It is insane. We did a little ciphering this morning. Uh, though I screwed up, as I often do, doing my research. Uh, you know, only nine times, uh, you know, Purdue can win the game, league by three games if it wins on Sunday. It will win the conference by three games because either Indiana or or Michigan will have three loss, or excuse me, be three games behind Purdue. But my point is that hasn't happened all that many times, 19 times in 119 years, and only once. Since 2009, Michigan, Michigan in 2014 won the league by three games. So, uh, you know, it, it is a rare occurrence. Uh, it has been the most bizarre. What I, I, I was told there'd be no math here, but I think there's 256 <laughs> permutations or some, some ungodly number of, of possibilities for seeding still left. And you think about it, oh, teams only have one game left, right? So it, it is a math uh, – math person's uh, dream i guess you'd say uh maybe it's a, a it's more of a, a a logic person's dream somebody that loves logic to be able to look at who's gonna be i don't know right now i think we have it seated if, if you look at the situation and say well who's gonna who's purdue gonna play in the big in the big 10 tournament i know we have that on the site now but it, i think it could be dang near uh, anybody but uh, anybody but minnesota what's the craziness of the big 10 minnesota in the world's longest uh, review, ten minutes last night beats with you know, Courtney Green, of course. Last night uh, it was crazy. So it has been a wild league, Jeff, and uh, fun to watch, and even more fun if you're a Purdue fan, so you, so you have the opportunity to win it. I'll tell you what, Alan Carpick brings all the fun to the program. Math, logic. I mean, this guy—he's—he's—he's he, he's a party animal, isn't he? <laughs> I, I can do it all, guys. I'm a triple threat guy. You know, I, I could have been an option quarterback too, probably. I still think the crazy. Really, I think the craziest thing is that if Michigan wins last night, you're looking at Michigan with a good chance to be the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament, and yet not maybe not make the actual <laughs> tournament, which is the—that's the most bizarre thing to me. But you guys are 100 percent right. Uh, it has been a crazy year, and uh, I have no problem. With the Boilermakers being top of Mount Crazy, uh, that will uh, that will work for me. Alan Carpet, GoldenBlack.com again. Make sure you check out the site. Uh, they've got everything here. Also, by the way, uh, I know Alan, you uh, enjoyed that warm-up game with uh, Katie Gerald's and company pulling out with the uh, largest comeback win in the Big Ten tournament since 2005. She's destroying water bottles. We love that <laughs> women's I love team, buddy. Passion. Yeah, she, you know, and, and again, and, and and there's a team that had to win that game, or they're going to be sitting on in the NCAA tournament. It's great for Katie. Two tremendously big clutch plays, Abby Ellis certainly and Jayla Smith making those plays down the stretch and answering Wisconsin at the end. Yeah, you have to like uh, Katie Gerald's apparel in Bloomington 
And you have to like uh, the fact that uh, she brings a heck of a lot of passion to what you're seeing and and uh, a, a great win for, for the Boilermaker women. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding tonight at 6.30 against Iowa, but uh, you're, you're playing with house money at this point, I think. I think produced pretty safely in the NCAA tournament. That's my coach right there. That's like what I'm it. talking about. All right, Alan yeah. Carpet, goldenblack.com. Uh, noted party animal and Purdue enthusiast. Again, check out the website. Subscriptions available. They make great gifts as well. Uh, I love my subscription. I, I use it multiple times a day. You'll love it as well. So make sure you check it out. Alan, it's always a pleasure. We love talking some hoops with you on a Friday. And uh, I don't know where the season's gone. We're, uh, we, we've come to the end of the road here almost. Yeah, it is. It's uh, the best time of the year, but yeah, parting is such sweet sorrow for the show, but uh, I appreciate the opportunity to do it this year. Welcome back. Boiler Basketball Show continues. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com with Jared Jesselitis, Jeff Julik over there, and uh, back to the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. Uh, you know him, you love him. Nate Barrett is on with us. Nate, uh, a good day to you. It's always a good day. Hit Friday. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's windy and rainy out there. Uh, the Boilermakers gave you a win late last night. Uh, they rewarded you for staying up or waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and finishing the game. We're not naming names around here. We wouldn't do It's a hypothetical. We're just throwing that out. But uh, Purdue uh, did not need Michigan to lose that game last night, although we appreciate them doing it anyway. Uh, they are sole owners of number 25, and uh, that is a big thing. Yeah, as I've been saying with you guys each week you know we have to recognize these are the good old days and uh you know this is not a team that uh, any preseason uh, media outlets had winning this big 10 and and really still winning it uh, going away by the time it all shakes out and and uh, a chance to uh, hopefully celebrate against after an illinois win sunday with with uh, the team and uh, and uh, everybody at Mackey arena which would be really cool will be really cool so uh you know I think it's been a, a different second half of the Big Ten, and we all know, than the first half of the Big Ten. But here's a team that just stunned everyone early, got off the ground in a big way. No one had an answer for them, you know, through two-thirds of the season. And, uh, you know, up right until that Rutgers game on January 2nd. And, and I think, you know, as more people watch film on Purdue in the back half, you know, it just gets more difficult. But kudos to Purdue uh, for getting a, a quality road win last night against a Wisconsin team that really needed that victory. And, and uh, so they go into the Kohl Center. Uh, there's always things to clean up and, and improve upon, of course, but that's a big one. Anytime you can get one in the Kohl Center, uh, it's special. And so that'll be a great memory for these guys. And just the big issue, I think, here, guys, at this stage in the season is Purdue versus Purdue uh, and the confidence game uh, that they want to you know, get a steam of confidence back uh, as they head into the uh, Big Ten tournament and as they head into the NCAA tournament to just get a little of that that uh, spark we saw for them, from them so much this season and hopefully get a little rest along the way, get some fresh legs. You know, they're going to have an opportunity to uh, rest after this Sunday game with Illinois, and then they won't have to play until Friday. Now, sometimes that's not always been a benefit for teams, but I think at this stage of the season with uh, so many teams uh, every team having somebody or a couple guys banged up, you've got to lean toward the side of that it's a big deal for Purdue to be able to rest from Sunday night uh, through a game on Friday. 
And Nate, this team goes seven and three on the road. And considering the fact that second place right now, you have seven teams with with eleven conference wins. How impressive is that seven and three record uh, when you stack it up against what these other teams have been able to do? Well, you think back on it, Jeff, and and ones like the way they go into Edie late there against Michigan State really come to mind. I mean, that was a massive, massive victory for this team. Um, you know, you knew Indiana would be tough, and it was. Uh, but the, you know, I think there, you know, we forget now as Ohio State struggled that Ohio State was ranked when Purdue went in there, and so it's very impressive to go into a hostile environment. And even Matt Painter or some of his post games this year have been a little more forthcoming on you know the excitement that he kind of likes going in that environment with the fans rooting against you, and, and uh, that there's some fun to that to go in there and slay the giant in their own house. And so uh, that that's been great. And then of course, uh, you know, the Mackey fans have have been what they always are and back this team in, in a way that, you know, the Mackey magic uh, is there as much as it's ever been. And so, you know, you combine those two. Coach Katie, you know, we always reference him because that's, the you know, all the foundation of what Matt has built off of and, and grown. But it, it's that thought that to win the Big Ten, you have to win at home and you, and you have to be able to get, you know, at least 50% of them on the road. And uh, that, that holds true again. Uh, as Purdue does better than that on the road. When you do that, uh, you're going to give yourself a chance. And then it's just been uh, uh, referencing some friends that talking about every night the, the, you know, the Big Ten has brought it, whether you're watching on BTN or FS1. The games have been great, and you see it in that, that bloodbath, that lockup of teams right you know, below Purdue and how competitive it's been, how many teams are just this, this uh, scheduling you know, the schematic that somebody tweeted out of the possibilities still, what, 128 possibilities as going into last night of how this Big Ten tournament seeding could move around, guys. It's just been amazing to see teams jump from 9 to 3 and fall from 4 to 9 and all of the interplay of that down the stretch. And the games have, have just been sensational as teams fight and scrap to try to have a postseason. And Alan just updated it a little bit ago. 250 possibilities uh, with only one uh, weekend left. Yeah, but we only love it. Nate, you only love it because it's Purdue sitting on top of this heap of whatever the heck is going on. And <laughs> no, Purdue's in the mix. You're like, this is, seriously, if Purdue's in the middle of this, you're like, I can't handle this right now. Like, I'm gonna, I, I need to go schedule an appointment, you know? There's nothing better than watching your team be safe while everyone else is just in an absolute mud pit. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Why would you not enjoy that? No, no. Nate, uh, I do want to ask you, look, Sunday was an awkward day, I think, for a lot of Purdue fans. You know, you're dealing with the fallout of what happened Saturday night and the loss to IU, but then, you know, you're you're handed a share of the Big Ten title. Not the way you thought you would win number 25, not the way you wanted to win 25, but nonetheless, uh, it was, uh, at least a share was in your pocket at the time. Uh, what was that uh, moment like for you? How how were you feeling on Sunday when you you know figured out that yeah they they will win that championship? I think the first emotion that I had was you know what they did enough work on the front end to be in this position for a little uh, good fortune to smile their way courtesy of others, and uh, and and also just the the lack of surprise that this league uh, has been such this year with the level of upsets that you know, things can benefit you of that nature. So, uh, but I had a feeling that, you know, I didn't think that they, even after that, I didn't think they would come out flat 
against Wisconsin and not get a victory. In other words, I, I think any team as competitive as Matt and, and his staff and the team that they have is you want to you want to feel, even though you've technically earned it, you want to feel like you're finishing on kind of a high note with the regular season and, and go out with some punch, not just because it, it's the right thing to, to be thinking about, but also to what I touched on earlier that – uh, you can, you know, you could hang that banner, and it's wonderful that they will. But you know, Matt, Matt's in this deal for March too, and you want to feel like your team is continuing to make progress, and uh, you know, you don't want to, you want to feel like your best basketball is ahead of you, fellas. And I guess is what I'm trying to get at. You don't want to feel like, yep, we did enough early, and we're in a good position, but you know. Uh, just digging for that extra to find that extra level, and you think back on the Big Ten teams that have gone long in the NCAA tournament, guys. They were teams that were finding their best basketball late. Uh, you know, the best basketball was just continuing to be played. They hadn't reached that next gear. What if Purdue has a gear in it that we haven't seen, and a combination of guys? You know, we we've seen Brandon Newman be a little bit of a spark for here in spots when Purdue's needed one. And Sam King's got an article about it this morning. Just maybe one or two guys emerge in a way they haven't before that takes Purdue down a road in the tournament that we all hope they'll go. And, Nate, you know, once again, Jared was correct. He told us uh, the weekend of February 25th the Boilermakers were going to clinch the title, and uh, it just happened a day late. as usual. I mean, no. Go figure. I, I'm I'm just saying. I've been told over the years that I don't know what I'm talking about. That uh, that I'm just some ridiculous guy here that makes the jokes. I'm the silly guy. But you know what? I, every once in a while, I do get some things right. Yeah, and you know what? It's what I'm going to be fascinated in. In addition to Purdue's destiny, guys, as you think back on this league and, and who all the teams Purdue's played, it'll be interesting in the Big Ten. You know, who sometimes takes hits in the national media once they get in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be interesting to see which Big Ten teams also emerge. You know, if the Big Ten ends up, what are they projecting now? They're probably projecting still nine. Uh, you know, what do you what? How many Big Ten teams make it into that second weekend? Who, who do you feel like is the most dangerous, Nate, outside of Purdue? You know, uh, just just kind of go through there. Tell me, who, who do you have? Who do you think? could, uh, you know, legitimately make a run from the Big Ten outside of Purdue. Depends on what day well, it is. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think depending on what day it is, I think the Indiana team we saw in here last Saturday night against Purdue is highly dangerous, uh, especially if Hood Shafino has that kind of a game or he and Jackson Davis have a combination game. So Indiana's dangerous. Uh, you know, you can never discount Izzo in the tournament. Uh, Maryland, obviously, we've seen what they can do. Uh, and, you know, they're going to they're gonna be uh, – They'll be a, they'll be in the mix, um, and then uh, you know I think also uh, you, you just never know uh, what uh, what Rutgers can do. They you know get in there and, and and then who knows with Northwestern? I mean maybe you know it, it comes down to matchups, right? It, it's going to come down to you know and in Iowa, how do you how do you not look at uh, at Iowa as dangerous at times? I, I and I still think Illinois is a, a team that definitely sure. has the. The personnel, they just got to, you know, want to play together. And I'm just hoping that's not on Sunday, to be honest. I hope everything's yeah. kind of locked up and they're no. just bored. But No, a lot of talent. And, and you know what? Uh, we laughed about Illinois locking up last night, going to double OT, and then Illinois, uh, you, know, you know, beating uh, Northwestern. Uh, Illinois has done Purdue some favors this season. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll appreciate that, but I don't feel obliged to give them anything no, back on Sunday. No roses in the uh, locker room when they come in yeah, on cer- Sunday? No, cer- certainly not. But you know what? I, I really think Indiana, uh, it, much as Purdue fans don't want to hear it, I mean, we saw uh, if they're dialed in, I mean, the, the Indiana team that showed up against Iowa, uh, what is he going to get it? But the one that showed up once Lafayette last Saturday night, and that's what's got to be frustrating to Mike Woodson. You know, I, you went through that period earlier in the year where everybody thought, oh, it's over. They're tanking. And then look how they've come back and played. So they have ability to be either way. And, uh, you know, as most teams do. But, you know, Maryland, uh, as the season's gone on, they've done a lot of good things too. So that'd be fascinating. But there's, there's always danger with the Hawkeyes too. And, Nate, don't forget to wear a cap on Sunday because you sat behind the team, and I hate to see that confetti get in that good-looking hair of yours. So, Well, it'd be, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. You know? it there's nothing like, uh, you know, Jeff, the first one I got to celebrate, it was, a, it was uh, an eight-year-old when uh, Lewis Mitchell and Stevens and Coach Katie raised that trophy in the, uh, in the lower corner there by the tunnel, and I've never forgotten that moment ever since. And so, you know, it doesn't come along all the time. So to see Purdue raise that trophy inside Mackey Arena is a big-time deal. We've got to try to enjoy it all we can. Nate, before we let you go, too, uh, we talked to Alan a little bit about it, but I'm sure you uh, caught a little bit of it, and you probably would like to uh, comment on the uh, Purdue women's basketball team with a big win last night. Uh, uh, Jayla Smith with the uh, three to ice it there. I mean, uh, this is... uh, that's another team you got to watch for in the month of March here because that that might have got them into the big dance. Yeah, that well, especially you know they they lose that game you know with the tragedy at Michigan State and you know they're trying to get every win they can and that probably would have been a game that they expected to win at Mackey, uh, but Jenna Ellis was huge down the stretch too last night. Uh, Purdue got some big rebounds, but what not, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, comeback. Uh, in the Big Ten Women's Since 2005, history. they said, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that tells you a little bit about the grit that Katie Geralds has brought. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting because that program has some great tradition in the last 30 years. And to see the Purdue women uh, getting back in the NCAA tournament for the first time in several years is a big deal for the program. And let me tell you, from everything I've understood uh, more good talent uh, certainly is on the way Katie has been recruiting very hard and uh, it sounds like you know you're going to have a Boilermaker women's team in the next couple of years back challenging for Big Ten titles which is you know where they they were on that perch really from 91 you know through certainly through the Katie Gerald's era as a player so you know Purdue had a you know, a 15, 16 year run where they were a top 15 program in this country year in and year out. And, and I think Katie, uh, you know, that's exactly where she's intent on putting them back to. So this year they've taken a lot of steps. And last night was another big one for them, uh, just a gritty performance. And uh, they're, they're going to be in, I think, pretty good shape. I technically, uh, Boilermaker did win the Big Ten women's title this, uh, this year. You know, just, just, just throwing it out there that uh, Terry just happened to play here before she went down to Bloomington. So, and I guess it just takes a Boilermaker to win it for them down there. Well, Terry, Terry did say, and Terry Moore said in her post game up here, she admitted that when she's not playing against the Boilermakers, she's still rooting for the Boilermakers. That's what I love to hear. See, you can't, you, you can't take it out of her. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. Uh, clearly, it is always the highlight of my Friday. Love talking hoops with him, uh, especially after a big W. Uh, Nate, be back on Wednesday. We'll uh, preview this uh, Big Ten tournament with you. We'll see you then.
Can't believe it's time, fellas. Thanks a lot. Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com with Jared Jessalitis and Jeff Julik. All right, now's the time on the show. We like to take a look at the standings, take a look at this week's upcoming games as we head into the final weekend of Big Ten play. I can't believe that we're uh, already here. Um, let's take a look at where the standings are at right now, Jeff. I will tell you, as of today, it goes Purdue. And then everybody else. And then everybody else. (laughs) But at at top of that is Illinois, technically. Then it's the Hoosiers at three, Maryland at four, Northwestern at five, Iowa at six. They're all at 11 and eight. Oh, sorry, Michigan's also at number seven, all at 11 and eight. So two through seven are all at 11 and eight. Okay. Then you get your Michigan State at ten and eight, who very well could be in that, but of course they don't. Well, that was a Minnesota game they lost too, wasn't it? Exactly. So they probably win that game. It was a uh, going to be a home game. They would have probably won that game, and uh, uh, that that winning percentage is going to drop them down a uh, notch. Rutgers sits at ten and nine in the nine seed. Penn State with that big win at Northwestern gets them to nine and ten. That's the ten seed, which avoids them playing the first day of the Big Ten tournament. Right now, the first day of the Big Ten tournament is uh, Wisconsin at 11, Nebraska at 12, Ohio State at 13, and Minnesota at 14. Wisconsin can still lift itself out of there because they have beaten Penn State twice this season. I believe that's the first tiebreaker. So uh, they've beaten Penn State twice. They could um, win and Penn State could lose, and uh, they could get out of that first day. Uh, and watch for out Badgers. for High State. They are playing their best basketball again. And, uh, you know, two big victories uh, – you know, this week, and uh, I look for them to make a run in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, they're not moving out of the 13 seed, though. No, but I think they'll, I predict they'll make it till Friday in the Big Ten tournament. Well, you heard it right there from Jeff. Uh, Purdue would play the 8 9 seed winner right now, Michigan State and Rutgers. I'm not going to lie, as much as everybody like is watching Rutgers struggle, I don't know that I want to go back and take on Rutgers again in the first game. I much rather have a Michigan State. I much rather have, um, do I want Michigan? Would I want Michigan to fall into there? I, I will take Iowa again. How do you feel about IU? Because if IU loses to Michigan on Sunday, they're going to be playing that 8-9 game. So uh, that could easily happen. Uh, I I think I would almost welcome that a little bit more. I don't know that I want to take Rutgers. I I, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. The Big Ten this weekend will all wrap up. Ohio State and Michigan State, the only game on Saturday. That is at uh, noon. Um, and then uh, that gets us to Sunday. Full slate on Sunday, Jeff, where we've got Maryland and Penn State. It's a two-TV two day, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, again, Penn State trying to keep themselves out of the first day. Uh, then you've got uh, the Illini and Purdue in Mackey Arena. It's 1230 on Fox. Nebraska-Iowa uh, will be a uh, tough one there because Iowa's been playing some pretty decent defense, but you know how Iowa shoots at home. Uh, you've got uh, Michigan down at Assembly Hall. You've got Northwestern in Rutgers. Take the under. Uh, <laughs> then you've got uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. So, you know, Wisconsin in a good spot to get out of that bottom four here with the game against uh, Minnesota. Um, and uh, Penn State, you know, at least they're at home to take on Maryland. So, But uh, they're going to need some help to get to, to that spot. But it looks like just about everything else is locked in from the bottom and the, and the top. It's just uh, everything else in between. It's yeah, a know, little jumble. I was looking at IU. IU can be a two seed all the way down to the eight seed. So, I mean, just, just how, that's how crazy it can be. Got to ask you a question. Who, what's your all-Big Ten team? Because that will be coming out on Monday. Uh, you know, obviously, Zach Eady. Uh, uh, you got to give Trace Jackson Davis one there. Uh, Boo Booey. 
I don't, he would probably be my fifth. I, I would go. Uh, you Jay, have Jalen Pickett. You got to go Pickett. I think you have to go Murray. Uh, yeah, Murray. He's had a incredible, and uh, you know, and then it comes down to Boo Booey or uh, you know, I'm going to throw out. I, I I think he's a fantastic player. I'm going to throw out Tamanaga. I mean, he's he's had the madman from Japan. I do love. <laughs> he has had a fantastic season for the for the Cornhuskers. You know that I do love him. And then, um, gosh, I feel like I'm I'm missing one guy, right? Jameer Young. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you're looking at Edie. You're looking at uh, Davis. I think you're looking at uh, Murray. You're certainly. Looking I can maybe at- make a, maybe I make a case, but I'm not going to die on that hill. How yeah. about that? Yeah. There you go. You could. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Boiler Basketball Show. We're back Wednesday with a special edition preparing you for the Big Ten tournament here on 101.7 The Hammer.